Hello and welcome to The Sound Architect. I am Sam Hughes and I have the pleasure of having Steve West with me. Thanks for joining us today, Steve. Yes, my pleasure. And we'll be talking about his career so far and focusing a little bit on The Order, 1886. So, Steve, how did your acting career first begin? It seems like you've been in quite a lot so far. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess the years have ticked by. Um, so, I, yeah, I began over in, in London, actually. I went to... Uh, I went to drama school, a couple of different ones, um, and uh, finally was at Art Said. Um, some people probably know it quite well, um, and did um, did theatre there for like three years, um, and then disappeared off into um, the West End for a while. Um, did some uh, did some straight stuff, did some musical stuff like Mamma Mia, of all things. Oh wow! Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, when you compare that to the order, um, it's, it's <laughs> ever slightly, so slightly different. different yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I did, I did that for years. Um, Oklahoma and uh, you know a seventies musical, all sorts. Um, and then I guess my career just kind of like went from there. I did uh, I did that for about three or four years. Then I did um, a little bit of TV. Um, I kind of got um, a nice little break, I guess, in one respect. I did like a Seed of Chucky. Yeah, which, that was um, all that. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was a nice yeah, opportunity well, quite early on. It was actually. Um, and, and one of those, well, this whole business is kind of like that. It's one of those bizarre things. I'd, I'd been away in South Africa for three months or working and then uh, came back and they had a few rounds of casting and uh, hadn't found anyone. And I think I arrived the day before the last sort of set of casting um and um my agent you know got me a meeting or whatever and that was it and then a sort of two days later they were like yeah come to romania um so we went off there and filmed that oh brilliant yeah which was nice on the set of um uh was it cold mountain i think where nicole kidman and that that film we're going back a few years now um and then yeah and then i kind of carried on from there and then um came over to the states about six years ago seven years ago maybe six years ago um which is where i got more involved in in the voiceover um so by that point i sort of done theater tv some you know film uh, did a few other little films um and then over here just kind of continued with all of that um i was in mad men and then um the order kind of came up probably two and a half years ago now um which i had no clue about motion capture really i mean i'd heard of it and done a tiny bit but that was your uh, first experience with it that was my first experience um of anything of that magnitude um because it's was i mean i think even yeah it was it was changing all the time evolving um in terms of the technology uh, and i guess still is um but yeah when we finished the end of last year it was uh it was kind of the most up-to-date stuff that they were using it was it was it was amazing so um so yeah so kind of my career kind of went all around the the houses and i guess still does yeah well that's part of the career i guess <laughs> it's it's nice i can't, yeah it's uh, i like it um so yeah from theater to motion capture really i guess is has been a journey just out of interest did you move to the states for a project or did you just kind of get to a point in your career where you were kind of going yeah okay it's time to to hit the states yeah um I think it was it was it was um twofold really it's um you know as a as a full-time actor there's I think there's only really three major places to work which is LA New York and and London um yeah. you know as an English speaking actor and then um <laughs> I guess I mean it's Bollywood if you know um but uh yeah we um I I guess I it was it was 50-50 cuz I I was born and raised in London and I loved it for a very long time but I wanted a slightly different lifestyle, um, which LA is very different. Uh, you know, it's sunny all year round. <laughs> it's one yeah, of the big start, yeah. factors. It's even right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> very poignant. Um, so yeah, it's the first thing everyone mentions, especially English people. So that's brilliant, you know, being an Englishman. Um, and you know, it's just you know, it's a different lifestyle. It's more relaxed. The space. Is it true everything. how well the accent goes down? Um. Yes, I think it does. It does go down well. I mean, a lot of my work's been that way, so it's it's very popular. But um, there's more of us here than there used to be, so I think <laughs> yeah, we, I bet, yeah. we may have diluted it a little bit, so people are a bit more used to it. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 still a it's still well well received. Um, although they always think I'm Australian, so um, you know, 
I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they can't, <laughs> it's they can't a ridiculous assumption to us, isn't it? But I suppose when you're on the other side. Yeah, I guess to Aussies and the Brits. I guess it is. Um, and my, I don't have a strong Cockney accent, which I think sometimes I expect Englishmen to either, either speak very posh, oh, yeah. poshly or, or uh, it's either Cockney Hugh Grant or it's Russell Brand. So it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like somewhere between the two, they don't really get. So anyway, so that's, that's my thing. But yeah, it was, it was a conjunction of that and, and work where I was like, well, where can I continue to kind of have a, a full-time um, career and, and, and expand the career? And I mean, obviously everyone comes to LA on that prospect. Uh, so yeah, cause that's why I used to go to South Africa. I used to get, I used to work a bit in over the winter, get away from the London winter and do some TV commercials and whatever. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, and get a holiday. And I was like, I kind of want more of this all year round, but I certainly can't go and do it in Cape Town all year round. So, so yeah, so that was kind of my thought process and uh, it worked out. It worked out well. Yeah. It seems to be going well for you at least. Yeah. I mean, it's never an easy transition. Um, you know, on several different fronts, I think, um, you know, culturally, it's quite different. In what way? It's hard to explain. I think, you know, we speak the same language, but I think also West Coast to Europe, the West Coast of America to Europe is, is quite a different uh, mentality, you know, um, just how people view things, like how they relate to each other and stuff. Um, and lots of it's it's great. Um you know, it's it's very friendly on a day to day basis, which I love. Um, but I, 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 it's hard to it's hard to put your finger on it. Sometimes there's just a different sort of uh, culture and how people relate to each other, and it kind of you know, you, it's it, even though you're speaking the same language, it's uh, it, it's a lot different than maybe going to when I went to South Africa, which is Africa. But I was like, oh, you know, you kind of assimilate very easily, humour wise and things. You know, yeah. people sometimes took my irony a little. They didn't took it too literally. I, I found. Is this in the states? Sorry, as opposed to Africa, they were taking you a bit too literally. Yeah, that's what I mean. In South Africa, I could always just fit straight in, and I guess they have that, you know, English background and stuff. But um, here, I yeah, it took a bit of getting used to, and I <laughs> Lots was like, of sarcasm going over people's heads. Yeah, and our sort of self-deprecating way of being, I think, for English people is the whole British way. Yeah. Yeah, people here, I think at the beginning, were a bit like, oh, no, don't say that about yourself. And then also, like, in this kind of field of work, you know, it doesn't it doesn't pay necessarily to be so humble, you know, um, or to kind of not play up your, you know, your strengths, um, which is another thing that took me a little while to kind of get to grips with. Because I think being English, you always, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's you know, you don't brag, you don't that's you know that's rude and this and that well that's how i was brought up uh but in america especially over in hollywood it's kind of the opposite it's uh, you've really got to sell yourself especially as an actor yeah um so if you come into a room and just like oh don't mind me i'm you know i'm just gonna do something <laughs> and you might like it i don't know if you will but you know that <laughs> doesn't really get you as far i think as going in and being like hi you know nice to meet you i think what i'm gonna do is great so what do you, you know here you go um, so it's just kind of like tweaking some of that stuff. Um, it, it, it took a little while for me to get the gist, but uh, I can't believe you even started off though going, "Oh, don't mind me." <laughs> I think it was more of an energy thing. Like you know, I would I would meet people, and I guess I'd be like, "Oh, okay." You know, you can have that. You know, I think it's just an underlying sort of um, idea in your head. You know, and, and and I've seen it before with other friends, which I I found them hilarious. But you know, because I've you know, I've worked with casting people where I have friends who've asked me to, you know, sit in on things and stuff. And I've sometimes seen the, the English way of being as I say, oh, OK, I get Yeah, I get it. Because then you see the Americans come in and it's all very in your face and stuff. Yeah. So there's a happy medium, I think, being an Englishman in, in America that you can kind of that you can get to after a little while of being here and kind of getting it. You don't have to lose your background at all. But you just kind of add a few layers to it. That's kind of been my yeah, just kind of finding a balance between the two. Yeah, and it helps when I go back home. You know, you know, I didn't used to enjoy meetings that much, especially sort of like, you know, maybe business meeting type things, or you yeah. know, meeting people you don't know. And you know, there's a element of you know getting to being friendly, but you you're on a work meeting, so you know, there's uh, they're very good at that over here, and you kind of learn you learn that. I, I've got a lot better at it. Um, so that when I went back to England meetings were i used now i enjoy them you know agents and all sorts of people and casting people it's very easy a lot more relaxed i can imagine yeah just to make conversation to you know to have a you know to have some kind of um 
it's to strike up some sort of work relationship, which also has, you know, a friendly element and all sorts. You know, it's just, I, I will say that, you know, you, you learn a few tricks being in L.A. on that front. Um, and people respond to it. They like it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a learning curve, but um, it's probably a couple of years, I'd say. And then I was like, oh, OK, it takes a while to get to understand it, L.A. especially. but uh, Especially when it's so different as well. It takes you a while to kind of integrate. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, it definitely does. And it's in such a different city in terms of it's so spread and you, you're sort of it's it's like lots of little towns sort of stuck together. So you get these little enclaves everywhere. Um, so and nothing like London, which is all cramped in one place. No, um, which is, you know, which is ironically, I miss a lot of that where I, you know, I love coming home to London or, or going to New York and just wandering around and yeah. having people and hustle and bustle. So it's ironic what you kind of sometimes want to escape. You know, when I left, I was like, oh, give me some more space. And now, you know, I kind of crave it when I go back. Yeah, they've got an abundance of space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of, it's all car, you know, it's car territory here. You're always in a car going somewhere, eating up. Yeah, it's one of the big things I've heard about LA is that you can't be there without a car. Yeah, if you don't like driving, forget it. You're going to have to get used to that because it's kind of impossible. I mean, Uber's made life easier, but um, still, uh, it's definitely it's definitely a car town. Yeah, definitely. So you say you went over and you got more into voiceover when you were in the States. Mm. So how did that come about? How did you get back in? Well, how did you get into voice acting? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to do some in, in the UK a bit, but it wasn't really a, something I focused on too much. Just when I moved over here, uh, a friend of mine was with um, William Morris, um, an English girl. And so she was like, oh, you know, you should come in and meet them uh and she sent sort of some of the work that i'd done and and that was that was kind of where it started so um i went in and and met them and and then just started auditioning in that realm more and realizing the scope of the industry out here especially you know la has a lot of animation um and it has uh and the video game industry um is, is huge i mean it was it was it was big when I arrived, but it's it's definitely um, you know increased so much. Oh yeah, video games is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, entertainment mediums at the moment. I think. Yeah, it seemed to overtake. Um, you know, I don't know figures and stuff, but it, it it seemed to get up there with with movies and and at a time when movies were sort of diluting and you know with the proliferation, I guess, of Netflix and all these like platforms and you know. Um, all of that industry seemed to be, you know, going down in terms of um, money and revenue, I guess. And then video games seemed to be the opposite. Um, and I just realized how, how huge it was. Um, and so that was kind of what drove it, really. Um, and then, you know, I, I started doing other jobs and doing all sorts of, you know, narration for some films and whatnot. And I, I loved it. So um, so that's kind of how it's kind of sort of a, an accidental inquiry, really. Um, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Did you do um, quite a variety before the order? So did you do narration and commercials and? Um. Yeah. Any other video games? I did one when I first arrived, but I couldn't tell you the name. It's been so long ago. Um. It was a Japanese one that they translated into English. Oh, okay. Which I guess they do quite a lot, actually. Um. But yeah. Um. No. This was. I mean, I'd done some bits and pieces, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you might just do a few a character here and there on a, a game. So, you know, um, they'll call you in for that. But yeah, I'd done a bunch of, um, you know, narration on documentary stuff or film stuff, some commercial stuff, all sorts of bits and pieces. You know, I think my voice is on an Alice in Wonderland thing that got given away with uh, Kellogg's Cornflakes. You know what I mean? Like oh, cool. <laughs> stuff like some random things like that. That's the coolest thing about voiceover though, isn't it? You never know where it's going to end up. Yeah, you do end up in, in all sorts of places. Um, and also audiobooks, which is a which I'd never even considered doing. One of the big publishers has a studio, big studio space out here, and so they uh, asked me to come in and work with them. So, um, so that was another thing that's kind of took off, which isn't really big business in the UK, but um, in the States, it's 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 a huge, it's another huge business. Some very intense audiobooks, as opposed to anything else. They they are yes, they're very, it's not for the faint-hearted, I'd say, in terms of voiceover because it's a lot of work but as an actor i think it's it's brilliant and um you'll see like a lots of you know if you go through you'll see lots of actors i mean from meryl streep to kate winslet alan cumming like everybody 
is doing them. Um, yeah. And they're kind of, to me, they're like one man or one woman plays, um, you know, because you do all the characters, you do all the voices, you know, you've got to tell the story from... It must be fun, but really difficult at the same time to remember how each character sounds and, you know, to do so many pages. Yeah. I mean, the first couple I did, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this again because um, <laughs> I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah, just... Done. I was just sheer exhaustion i was like crikey uh and then i think they asked me to come in again and i did something else and i was like oh okay i think it was a bit of a it's a it's you know it's it's hard work and it's concentration but it's it's like i say it's like the theater of voiceover work really yeah i suppose you have to kind of get in the zone and once you're there yeah you kind of feel it a bit more yeah and you know doing as you you know get more into it it's very good training for i i think for any actor you know following the story and like really building all these different characters because you don't get to do that in other mediums you know you oh, get your not. character so it kind of crosses over that thing which i like about voiceover which is you know i could be a 75 year old you know man um even though i would never play that on tv at this stage of my life <laughs> you know enough. or i could even be a, you know an old lady you know whatever it is you know you can be so many different things in voiceover and kind of that's the, i think that's the nice thing with the audiobook that i liked i was like when it clicked i was like oh i can kind of be all these different things in one in one go you know and yes it is kind of knackering but at the end of it it's it's a great you know it's rewarding i'd say like theater like you know you get to the end of that and it's you kind of get that buzz off of it so for me, yeah. it works. I know some actors don't like doing them, but um, I enjoy them. So it's great. So how was the process with that? Did you have so many pages a day or did you go in once a week? How, how did it work? I guess everyone has their own process, but um, mine is just that, um, yeah, was, I read it through once. I kind of make notes, kind of like pull it apart a little bit. That's why I say it's great for actors because, you know, it's like dissecting the story and yeah. the characters and, you know, you pick up what you should do with any good script, you know, you pick up bits of uh, information that, you know, other characters say about you, whatever the author's saying, whatever about your different characters. Um, and then I just go in and kind of, um, you know, you have a, it depends if it, it, different people work to a different pace. I tend to do about 75, 80 pages a day when I go in and record, which sounds a lot and it is, and I've done up to a hundred before wow. on a deadline. Quite a lot. Which was, it is a lot. Um, but like I said, your brain gets more used to it as, as the more you do. And, and yeah, and then I, I kind of find that it just, you know, like any good creative process, it kind of, part of it is just, is trusting that you've got all the information you need and you're just gonna, you know, you think you've done the background work. So you, and then you bring it to life. Um, so I think it would depend how many characters were in it for me, because otherwise all the, all the kind of smaller characters would end up sounding very similar. <laughs> yeah 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 i guess you, you kind of build up that's it's another good thing you you kind of build up an armory of uh of people for the sort of tertiary characters where you're like oh okay you know this is this is the god or the, the, you know I mean, yeah and i used to worry <laughs> so much at the beginning i was like everybody has to sound so individual oh no and then I kind of realized, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can, you know. This guard sounds like the same guard from an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I tried to give everyone different accents and it just became so exhausting. And But now, you know, you really learn to learn, work with your voice and, you know, pitch and cadence. And um, you can you can make things sound different um, quite easily, I think. Um, I used to overthink it, like you're saying, like I'd be like super worried that everyone didn't sound completely distinct. Yeah. But I don't think everyone cares so much about what that shopkeeper sounds like, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, as long as he sounds like a forty-five-year-old shopkeeper type, you know, that's uh, then you're good. So some of those like three-line people, I was like, oh, okay. I, and uh, you know, nowadays you just sort, I just sort of throw out whatever comes to me, which is kind of more fun than worrying about it. And of course, you have to do the female voices as well. Yeah, which I've got used to. Which I wasn't. It was. I'd say that's always. I'd love to hear that. I really want to see. <laughs> I, I, I your not, I <laughs> Yeah, I. It's, it's probably. It's still not my favourite thing to do, but it's. It's necessary, um, and I've gotten. I've, I guess I've. I mean, I've talked to other people who also, you know, have done a lot of this stuff and you know do really well and. Um, yeah, one woman, she was like, oh, she said, I still, you know, the male thing. She said, oh, God, sometimes I don't like it. But it just depends on the character. The one, the only slip up that I dislike is uh, 
is when authors say about, you know, the, the female character sounds squeaky or, you know, has a really high pitch, you know, these kind of high pitched, well, and I was like, Oh Christ. Um, <laughs> Great. So I've, I've had a few of those where, the, you know, they've really been descriptive about how the girl sounds. And I was like, sweet Jesus. Yeah, so you um, know a man is reading this, right? <laughs> but they don't write it for the audio. I think maybe they do a bit more nowadays, but I sometimes think that I'm like, God, you do know this is going to be done in audio, but um, <laughs> that's, you know, like every job you get, your, you know, the, your, your challenges. And sometimes I just kind of take some, of those things and, and not really pay too much attention to if they're not you know in you know an imperative part of the thing like i must do this i'll be like okay let me just work this a little bit so it's more in keeping with what i'm can do which sounds good <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> trying to stress over you know doing this exact thing so um so yeah and that's the nice thing with it because you do have a license they you know people do kind of turn it over to you and, and trust you to to make it work well, sure you can only do what you can do you know so yeah uh you know an audio is different form you know to to the written word obviously it's kind of you know so like everything like film like tv so everything kind of has to you know change a little bit or um yeah and it, it's different you know even even if you do you know exactly how um something's written on the page it's you know, it's depending on which narrator they use, it's always going to be, it's going to come to life in a different way. So, you know, that's part of the process. Um, it's like a director on a film or a TV show, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, um, but, and that's, that's part of the thing that I actually end up liking because you have this free license to, uh, in lots of ways to, to, to make it your own. And, and, and that's why they kind of employ you because they like what you do in that field or they, the feel of what you give to something, you know? So, yeah, and I suppose in a way it's a big, I mean, obviously, you'd never submit it as one, but it's kind of like a big showreel of yourself, isn't it, an audiobook? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah, on a on a voice, uh, in terms of voice, and in terms of acting, yeah, because you really, you know, some of the stuff you deal with, you know, is is really intense. Mm. Um, child murderers, I've sort of had, and wow. you know, all sorts of psychological, dark stuff, um, especially from those Scandinavians. They love. <laughs> those books like joe nesbo and people like that they love <laughs> they love all that and that's that's became very popular um so yeah as an actor though it's great i mean it's it's kind of really nice to get stuck into some of that cool so how did you get on from that to the order yeah. was it just another audition or yeah one of those things um my agent um at the time uh, yeah william morris um yeah she just she just asked me to go um, and meet them over at Sony, and I was like, okay. Um, and it was done. The difference with the the order and with something of that sort of scale and the motion capture is that they kind of audition you like a um, like a film or um, TV show in terms of you know you act out the script. They oh, gave us course, like yeah. several scenes, and you know it wasn't just going in the booth and, and having a voiceover audition, especially with motion capture because you are pretty much acting out the scenes. Yeah. And it kind of more, uh, even more involved than um, regular film uh, TV because in terms of like your full motion and your full body, because um, they really need to see, like if you were on stage, how you how you move from top to toe. Whereas you know, like media TV and that, you don't you get close ups. You get you very rarely are gonna need to see somebody full length for a long period of time yeah um whereas in motion capture they capture you you know in the process of it they capture you 360 like the entire time you film so yeah so the audition process was just i just went in um yeah it was just one of those ones that came out of the blue um and they were looking for um british actors out here um and just did it on the soundstage did a few scenes with the director and then kind of forgot about it to be honest because i think it was another few months of um, it was a huge process they went through um, in New York, in LA, all over. Um, and then they came back and asked me to come back again and, and read with one of the other people they were thinking would work well. Um, and that was it. After that, I kind of, you know, um, was got the job. Sort of a week later, they asked me to do it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so yeah, it was just out of the blue, and that's when I started really learning, understanding like the whole scale of the motion capture side of things and that side of the business and what was that like getting stuck into the motion capture did you do you find it restricting or freeing or neither 
Yeah, I, I mean, me and Alice kind of had an interview about that, and um, we both had the same. She um, plays a grain, um, and we both sort of had the same feeling. Like it, it's initially a bit of a shock um, because you have these, I guess, slightly ridiculous suits in a way. Yes, um, you know, you're covered <laughs> like in a almost wetsuit thing from top to toe, and you have these little dots on you, you know, these little baubles on you. Um, you know, you're covered in Velcro so that you can really testing you as an actor. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's no costume to hide behind. There's no sort of, you know, there's no accessing your character that sort of way or being on a, you know, being on set or uh, in in that in the normal respect of things. Um, and you know, you have this camera attached to your head and you have dot, dots on yeah. your face. Plus, you're looking at other people in silly costumes and <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, it's kind of a a, a barrage of all these. <laughs> visual uh things which are totally alien but ironically once you kind of you know the first sort of few times of doing that i think we i think you know you asked if it was freeing and i think we all did we all kind of we kind of got over that um and you again with you know with your imagination and stuff you you really learn how to like what's the word like put the scenario onto this blank canvas you know that was around you in terms of you know blocks representing you know steps and houses and and roofs and and all sorts and a carriage that yeah it really is the almost core part of imagination and acting I suppose. yeah um exactly it kind of takes you back to your roots a little bit and you know it's i mean it's nice to be on set and on location and stuff you know you've got all those things but it takes you back down to that base those basics i think and then actually in that respect um, enhances you as an actor because I don't know you get stuck in with all that again you, you know and it's I found it freeing because it freed up my imagination a lot and you know that also the whole process is is very was a lot more freeing than I find maybe film and tv at times in terms of you could go to this place you could go to that spot you didn't have to exactly hit that mark you didn't the camera wasn't coming in close up on your face yeah at that point you know so you had a, you had more freedom in lots of ways uh and that's how they worked with us was they would ask us and they would be like well let's you know map it out and see how that works and what do you feel and you know and we had a lot more input that's good then yeah yeah because of the whole they're doing it 360 so once you got over the crazy costume you know the crazy outfits sort of scenario um yeah I, I actually found it one of the most free and enjoyable experiences in terms of being an actor being able to really immerse yourself in something that i've had for quite a while to be honest i guess yeah well, it's a very unique genre to work in isn't it video games especially with motion capture yeah the motion i mean i'm talking specifically of the motion capture element um because they actually captured our voice a lot on set for those scenes yeah so the stuff we went and did in the voiceover booth was more fight scenes and and things that maybe we hadn't acted out or lines and stuff that they changed or didn't quite catch but yeah they, they caught a lot of that stuff so um it's it's i mean i i can't wait for them to do another one i hope they do because <laughs> because of that because i found it just such a brilliant experience all round. yeah well i really enjoyed the game myself and uh, i do hope they do a sequel yeah i don't know um i don't know about that i know that ready at dawn which is which uh the team that created the game always planned to do to do more it's not supposed to be a standalone one of a kind i can tell by the ending which i won't spoil for people yeah <laughs> yeah you can't you kind of get that gist but i guess it's you know i don't i don't know that side of things but um i think it's like any sort of thing with when you have big studios involved you know like sony there's a lot of you know there's a lot of other things to go through and before they get the ball rolling if they do for uh, for the the sequels etc so uh so yeah we'll we'll wait and see but i know that's always been the plan so um fingers crossed yeah definitely hopefully we'll get to see gray again yeah yeah i think there's just so much i feel like this was the setup of uh of it and then next is the you know like any kind of other i don't know x-men or whatever you know what i mean some of those yeah the first film just kind of sets it up and then gets you going and then you and then you get really into like you know some of the action and stuff and um so yeah and i, I mean i know bits and pieces of ideas for the story which would be super exciting if uh, 
um, when we got to do it. So, so yeah, so we'll see. Watch this space, I guess. We'll see what happens. Well, hopefully so. How did you come up with the voice for Grey? Did you kind of get a brief or did you have a, a lot of um, room for you to come up with a voice yourself? Yeah, I mean, when I first or when we first auditioned, I just, you know, like any breakdown, I kind of had, an, you know, it was given ideas of how old and who this person was and the kind of thing they were looking for. So I auditioned originally probably closer to my this sort of my natural speaking voice, you know, I knew he was a knight, etc. And then actually after I, um, they wanted, you know, I got the job was when we kind of tweaked it a bit and, you know, we had a read through um, and I, you know, I, I met with Rue, the director a few times by myself and we kind of, we, we just kind of brainstormed and we were like, you know, maybe it would be, you know, maybe we should go this way or that way. And, so it was kind of a little bit of a process after the fact that we, you know, it's already, we'd already started, like I'd already got the, got on the job. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I guess, which was, again, which was a nice process because he's, you know, he had reasons for hiring me and, and then um, the voice, um, I don't think it wasn't because I necessarily came in with the exact voice that he thought the character should have. It was more to do with qualities of, you know, and the acting and everything. And then, so then the voice we kind of decided should get a bit, heavier a bit more gravelly and um, yeah, to get very gruff uh, yeah he kind of ended up he ended up he ended up that way so but you know a lot of that stuff that's the nice thing that's kind of what you often get in theater is that that rehearsal process where you're like oh okay so maybe let's try this and let's try that and uh so i remember doing a read-through and then we were like oh, okay yeah let's let's try and like you know make him a bit gruffer and a bit more stoic and because he had a kind of he had a lot of that written in and and also the script was changing a bit you know it wasn't it wasn't a set in stone script two and a half years ago like we're doing exactly this so you know a lot of that kind of evolved and you know we i remember we even filmed a little bit first and then we still changed it a bit after our first we did the first couple of sessions and then we were like ah oh, yeah let's go this way so um so yeah it was it was it evolved really i'd say in the beginning and then it just sort of seemed I, one of those things like when it was right it was like exactly that's kind of that's who it is but i think uh, the director also said about this sort of work like motion capture is very he said you sort of you'll become that character he said it's very it is a bit of a process so i mean he's obviously he'd done some big stuff before so he was that was i or maybe that's his process but he was very keen on that kind of you coming together with him and the character and the script and then it all kind of going becoming this you know this process and this thing out the end of it rather than some fixed idea you know of exactly what it must be it's nice to get to work on something like that surely especially as an actor when things can be so different and you can just go in and do it and that's it yeah yeah and i think that's a lot of you know i think when you when you have a, a big name or something you know, if you're famous you can you've got more freedom um but as a working actor you may, you're a bit more um i would say yeah having this amount of freedom having someone want uh you know to collaborate so so much with you um that's a that's not as common and i i really really enjoyed that you know especially in tv and film i think it's a little bit more um they want it a little bit they want a bit more exact yeah they've got exactly what they want in their head and they want yeah and if you know you're in a couple of episodes or something you don't get to go in and be like well i think he might do this you know what i mean (laughs) it's like we've got to move like we've got to do that (laughs) i'm sure some people have and i don't think it goes very well it didn't get very much further than that but (laughs) no we like what you did in the audition can you just let's have a rehearsal and you know we don't have because they just don't have time, especially nowadays. Oh no, of course not. Time and money and all of that stuff. It's like we got to get it going. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it, that's again. That's why I kind of fell in love with the whole thing because of that whole process, which you know I got to be a part of. And obviously, on feature films, it can be similar length. But how long were you actually recording for on the order? Oh, from start to finish, from actual was like two. Two and a half um, years. So it was a solid two and a half years that we were working on the project. But I mean, I was a, we weren't, yeah, we weren't in every week even. We would often have a month off, a couple of months off. Then we'd have these mad sort of three months of, you know, going in every three weeks and stuff. Um, and my character was different because he had so much other stuff to do, you know, because he's the one you play. Yeah. So towards the end was kind of a, you know, towards the end of last year, was a lot of studio time for voiceover but it was yeah it was a real like two and 
and a half year process. First time we filmed to the last sort of voiceover bit we did. Um, so like a big feature film, really, I guess. Yeah, it must have felt weird when you finished as well. Yeah, um, it kind of didn't really feel like a, a finish. Um, like, you know, because it feels like, you know, the well, because the story is, there is more of the story to tell. So, yeah, it was it was a little odd um, in one in some ways, but also then I was then I was going back to the the voiceover studio so much after that. So even though we finished the mocap and I kind of said goodbye to the others actors in that respect, um, I was then working with the director and the rest of the team for quite a while after that. Oh right, okay. So yeah, so it was a little bit. It wasn't so abrupt as like you know the end of a. Run, run of something you know <laughs> yeah or tv show done thanks bye on to the next thing so it kind of yeah and then we did interviews and all sorts i mean even now like i get to talk about it so kind of doesn't quite feel like it's uh finished <laughs> as such which is nice and what's it been like interacting with the fans have you had a lot of feedback from the order yeah um you know when it it came out especially um uh and yeah we i mean there was there was all sorts of you know like we had a lot of direct things, you know, that Sony did, but then it's been nice to have just people kind of find you and email you and, you know, or go on Twitter, which I'm not a great tweeter. What? <laughs> I don't even know. I sound <laughs> like an old man. Like I don't even know what the freaking <laughs> thing is. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too great, but, and I actually didn't, I was never really that into it before, but it was my agent. It was like, you should go on there because it's a good forum for people to meet you. It is a really good format, especially for networking and things as well. Yeah. Um, so kind of the order kind of, you know, and the fan kind of from that, like, I think, you know, I just went on it for that. And then, you know, people would start to, to find you and, and tweet you and say how much they enjoyed it. And, um, and it was really nice. I think it is, you know, you don't, Sometimes you don't really get to hear much feedback. I mean, you might read reviews, but that's just one person. Or, but this day and age, it's quite nice. You have like people have their blogs and they have this and they have that. And, um, you know, there's a lot more interaction and there's a lot more ways that you can actually get feedback from, from people. Who, yeah, there's pros and cons to that, I assume. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't. Well, I mean, the only thing I will say with every everything you can't please everyone so there'll always be no, of course not no. someone but i have to say with the order i've had nothing i don't think i've had any non-positive uh feedback oh, on good. the on the story and the um and the acting and the voice like i've had i don't think i've i've read anything that's been like ah oh, you know i don't like these people um but i know i know gameplay wise some people have you know, it's not been enough on the, you know, sh shoot them upside, I guess, um, which I don't know so much about. But, uh, but yeah, this, this probably the, I've had nothing but positive responses from people, which again is, is very nice. That's what you want really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I've just, uh, over the years, like you, you know, you, whoever it is, you know, you always find that there's generally always one person who, you know, everyone might love it. And then there's always someone who's like, ah, oh, this is the worst thing, or he was teased, had the worst voice I've ever heard. You know, there's always one. Yeah, but actually, with the order, I can't, I can't know one. I can't actually. We'll say that. I'll go online now and I'll find someone. But <laughs> yeah. so far, I haven't. I so might thanks. just send a tweet just for that reason. Just yeah, <laughs> you were naff. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> um, but so far, no. So I'm, I'm grateful. That'd be the lamest that. criticism ever. You were naff. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard, <laughs> I've, I've read some on some audiobooks I've done, which have been, have been quite laughable because they were semi-illiterate oh right they were critical and semi-illiterate so i was so like, you can okay. see why they're listening to audiobooks then i was like all right okay <laughs> i'm not going to worry about that one so much um so yeah that's a life life of an actor <laughs> but you have to, learn to let it go quite quickly i suppose don't you oh i think so yeah i mean you you read all these like famous actors who say they don't even they won't read like the reviews you know what i mean like because someone some critic for some highbrow paper will love it and someone uh, somewhere else will think you know you, you shouldn't should give up tomorrow uh, <laughs> so i guess you know you've kind of you've just got to learn to you know be happy with your own stuff and kind of realize what you i mean that's how i've done it i've been like okay how do i really feel about it and what do i think and i've learned to watch myself which i never used to or and listen to myself which I used to hate when yeah, I was Yeah, I think young. it's inbuilt. Everyone hates listening or seeing themselves at the first 
few times. Yeah, in the yeah in the beginning, and when you know when I was younger and starting out, and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> Do you cringe watching old videos? Um, but now, yeah, I think you learn to kind of differentiate your you on there and yourself, you know. So, uh, and I used to be hypercritical of everything I did, um, which can be good because it kind of pushes you to get better and better. Um, but there is a point when you have to kind of be like, okay, good. You know, it's good job. Like, you know, it's, I'm happy with that. That, that was great. And that's the main thing is as long as you're happy with that, you gave the performance everything you could, then there's not much more you can do than that. Yeah. And I think it's kind of, I mean, that's what I like about acting. Cause I think you can always get, you can always improve and you can always evolve. And, you know, you see other actors, you know, who are just amazing and even if you watch some of their earlier stuff they were amazing then but there's always that evolving situation and I think as an actor you just kind of I take each job and go okay like what what did I learn from that or what what did I like about that and and then yeah and then I move on and so if there's something you know you can't take something from every job anyway you know but yeah a lot of the times I just been okay great I learned this or I learned that or I would do that maybe differently next time or maybe you know this I should think about that another time and then yeah and then you you've done your best there and then you take that experience and you move on into the next thing what would you say was the biggest lesson you learned on the order then I think the biggest thing was it took me back down to really putting myself in the scenario 110 percent wherever I am um which is kind of a basic as an actor but not being able to rely on, like we talked about, not being able to rely on costumes and props and locations and stuff. Yeah, there's no focus points. Yeah, and doing that, you know, on such a large scale, you know, it isn't drama school. You know, this is like a big project. There's lots of money behind it. So you have to bring it to the table, <laughs> you know, so that that I guess that kind of that was I learned a lot. And I just I, it, I think it enriched me going back into maybe doing on camera like TV or film stuff or whatever. Um or being in rooms, you know, with, you know, for auditions, because like, that's such a, I mean, that's a huge part of the job, you know, actual acting and stuff is, is great. But you know, we spend so much time meetings and castings and all that stuff. So actually kind of, I take taking that stuff that I had, you know, that we did just, it helped with all of that. And I think that was just, I mean, it was stuff that I knew, but it just, it really boosted that side of my work. And also, the being able to go in and and really understand just knowing the story knowing your character being a hundred percent in it because we would also film things all out of sequence which you do in film anyway but you know yeah so as an actor kind of it's not that i learned those things but it definitely enriched that aspect of, of of me and my work reinforced your kind of acting wireframe yeah it took it to another le- it just took it to another level i think you know having to do that um on that scale that we did um and yeah you can't you know you can't buy that really <laughs> well you know it's experience isn't it and it's it's brilliant yeah i mean like i said before it's a very unique situation to to be able to work in so it's good that you've managed to experience that and come out the other side even stronger for it so you definitely do it again oh yeah a hundred percent and i think that's you know for me that's the the big thing about like i said doing the acting it's kind of you just get these experiences and then they add another layer onto you. You know, it's, I mean, none of us, I think as actors, you know, are are fully formed ever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Constantly learning, I suppose, aren't you? You're always building upon what you've experienced. Your personal experiences, your work experiences, you know, and, and, you know, and getting older and life experiences. And, you know, I think that's why it's riveting to watch um, some, you know, like I've been watching Downton Abbey to get a bit of an English fix again and i just love i mean i've i grew up with maggie smith and i remember when she was like um you know in her 40s or something i've seen some of her old films and just seeing her in this as she i mean just the tiniest little thing she does is, can be hysterical like so funny brilliant and penelope wilton as well as another one i grew up with i think she was in ever decreasing circles when i was a kid um 
and that's what I mean. Like these were brilliant people, but even then, as you know, you see them as they're all. It's like it's just amazing, and that's the great thing about this job, I think. So, you know, in a long-winded way, if, yeah, if someone offered me another experience like this, yeah, I would, I would jump at it. I'd jump at, jump at most things, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> if they seem like they're going to be, you know, interesting, and you know, that's an accurate response, right there, isn't it? You know, oh well, you know, jump at most things. <laughs> most things, yeah. There's certain things, no, but in general, yeah, anything that's kind of going to move you forward. That sounds like a voice of experience, right there, doesn't it? Certain things, yeah. You know, I think but, you know. I'm sure. Yeah, there's been certain things you're like. Mm, I don't think I'd want to. I don't want to go and audition for this. But <laughs> not everything <laughs> is a piece of art. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that was kind of the biggest challenge or biggest lesson that you've learned. What would you say was the highlight or proudest moment you had on the on the order? Crikey, the proudest moment in terms of a personal proud moment was I was getting pictures sent from Australia and New Zealand by friends of mine of huge posters huge cutouts of of galahad and these massive displays in um in these uh, you know in their sh- in shops over there and i don't know if that's the kind of proud you're talking about but that for some reason that really resonated it was amazing to kind of see what we'd done and worked on for two and a half years and my character specifically to kind of be up there on you know, on the other side of the world. So that was, yeah, I would say, you know, and when it, and also another proud moment was when it was number one in the UK uh, when it came out. Um, oh, yeah, fantastic. That was, a, that was another um, proud moment. So, yeah, it was kind of the post, the post um, elements of it um, were, uh, you know, some of the proudest sort of work moments I've had where I was like, oh, that's great. Just because also the amount of work that we put into it and the amount we yeah. we liked it so much. You know, it wasn't a job where I was like, okay, moving on. I was like, I really bloody love this. Yeah, it can definitely tell us a lot of passion in it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, I don't think, you know, it would have been a long two and a half years if we didn't. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a struggle. If we didn't enjoy what we were doing and really, you know, really love those characters. Yeah. I mean, it, it did amazingly well. I mean, was there a favorite scene that you had at all? Any scene that you were just kind of like, really enjoyed doing that? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, I know the game's out now, but I'm kind of not sure. There's a pivotal moment where I, my character, loses. I'll just say something very dear to him, and that was probably one of my favourite scenes. Yeah. I don't really know. I know it. I know which scene you're thinking about. Yeah, it's you know that, and then, um, well, the one thing. I mean, I the one thing I guess I can say without giving too much away is you know there's a. There's a moment when he, you know, something really terrible happens and then he kind of switches um, and he goes more into this um, renegade, I guess, mode, if you like. Yeah, it goes into renegade cop mode, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's had it. He's not going to play by the rules anymore and all that stuff. So uh, there was, there were scenes around that, like that moment when he kind of loses, uh, you know, his world kind of comes crashing down. And when he goes on the rampage, those were kind of, I really enjoyed doing those, which makes me sound like a lunatic, but um, I actually did. I really, you know, loved those. Uh, There's a couple of really great scenes that we got to do. They were intense, very intense. It's definitely freeing as an actor. It's one of those scenes where you can let loose. Yeah, and, you know, the scene where it all kind of, like I'm saying, it kind of come crashing down and I, you know, my whole world kind of crashes down. I was, you know, the director gave me free reign. He was like, okay. So this is what you're discovering and, you know, just make your way through this path and you discover it and then just, just see what you see, what happens. And I haven't, I mean, it's not very often you get somebody to to say that, who's going to say that and film it, you know, and use it. Yeah. And the, yeah, we kind of, we, that's what I, I got to do. So I guess that's another reason why it was a really great moment because you just I, I had complete freedom to to go with it well yeah knowing that you had kind of control over how to perform on that must have been amazing yeah you know that i wasn't worried about you know the lines or the this or you know or this particular mark it was just it was very uh it was very organic um and i think that was for, for what it needed to be i think that was that was brilliant um and i was very lucky to have that opportunity with them now, before I move on to my last couple of questions, mm. I hate to put you on the spot, but I don't suppose you could give us a line as as Galahad, just to see the difference in your voice as it is now. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I guess Galahad used to normally speaks down there. So uh, it's 
probably about an octave or two lower than my own voice. I think that's, I haven't done it for awesome. I haven't done it for a while, but, um, yeah, uh, that's kind of where we ended up. So yeah. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Cheers for that. That's awesome. So what are you working on at the moment? So at the moment, well, if you can tell us, yeah, there's a few things I've, I've done, um, like an animation thing that again, you're not allowed to say, but it's, 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 it's cool. It's kind of action hero-y, um, which is nice. And then I just did another video game, but not in the same, not this the same amount of time. Um, but that's not out until the end of the year. Um, yeah. So again, I'm not allowed to tell anyone. These uh, NDAs. <laughs> it's crazy. I know because I get this question. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But then I can't really tell you until it was like the order when people, you know, would ask me what I was up to. Oh yeah, such like, a long oh. time as well. Yeah, I've been doing something, but I can't really say anything yeah, about I've it. I've been really busy. I <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's been there's been a bunch of different stuff, but it won't it won't be out for for a while. Um, and you know, and I've still been recording um, some some audiobook stuff, and um, you know those those regular kind of things um, which I enjoy. But yeah, probably the spicy stuff I'm not really allowed to say. But um, I'll, we'll have to. We'll have to get back to me when it when it come when they come out. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to catch up with you near the time and exactly. keep an eye on your social media for any announcements. Yes, if, yes. If you can get into tweeting. I will. When I when I've I mean I think I put <laughs> I think I put down on there a few things like, Oh, I've just been to this studio but you know, not allowed to say of what for. Um all these ominous and vague tweets and things. I know, which kind of I'm kind of like is, is it even interesting? Should I just wait until it's done? But uh I don't know. Then I feel like I haven't said anything for ages and people probably think I've you know, I've gone hidden away somewhere, so I should say <laughs> something. Uh, but no, it's been it's been a it's been a good year. It's been it's been um it's been fairly busy. So I've got I've got no complaints. Although I would love to be you know, I do miss working on the order. It's the only thing I would say. Uh, that really was so definitely pushing for a sequel then oh oh yeah i think all of us would would do it in a heartbeat because yeah it was just so much fun and yeah well i i definitely do want a sequel to happen personally i do hope they they've managed to get one out there yeah because i think it deserves one i think i think so i mean i just think it will take i think my understanding from you know from talking with people and sony and whatever it is it takes it just takes a while like with all of these takes you know it takes yeah sadly it takes a lot of time yeah it takes a year or so to get it kind of all you know rolling and you know like with any sequel i guess um so that so yeah so hopefully maybe next year or something um without have some news or the end of this year fingers crossed and uh, a nice fun question to finish off with mm-hmm. out of anyone alive or dead who would you most like to sit down and have a drink with oh christ um god <laughs> <laughs> Who would I? Ah, uh, I don't know. I have to, I'll say King Arthur then, because that would give me a, wow. that would be a, yeah. an amazing insight, wouldn't it? I guess into <laughs> some of that. I, yeah, we'll stick we'll stick with that for now. Like, King that'll, Arthur. Yeah, <laughs> that'll that'll do. Um, for an I mean, insight into Galahad. For an insight into the real workings of how all all of that went on. Were you really protecting the world from lichens? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Something along those lines. Awesome. Well, thanks, Steve. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us. Absolutely. Thank you. We look forward to some more of your work in the future and hopefully The Order (laughs) 2. Yes, The Order 2. A much better title. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So cheers. Thanks for your time. Thank you.